Welcome, welcome, good people. This is your guy, Jerry Thomas, and you are here for another great episode of Transform and Renewed. And I'm glad to see you and glad that you are joining us today. Hope that your week was going well and that everything um, that's been going on with you in life um, is going superb. So tonight, um, I know we usually do our lives on Thursday, but um wanted to make sure that I can still um, provide you with the great content you know, that I usually strive to do. Um, as well as let's dive into the word because I always want to make sure that we always get to the word every time we jump on for transformed and renewed. So if you are ready to be transformed today, you know, take, you know, just a, a couple of steps in life, you know, to a higher level, then you're in for a treat. And I want you to um, just be prepared for this segment. Um, I don't have a full segment, but just got a, a few scriptures for you to meditate on. And like I said, these are scriptures that I meditate on as well. So I wouldn't share something with you that I'm not already doing. So again, if you're just not joining, thank you for um, joining. And I hope that you just come prepared, just ready to soak up some information um, because I'm also going to be doing the same as I share um, just uh, this topic with you, which is about how we can see the bigger picture in the midst of mainstream media. And I know that, you know, in the world that we live in, it's, it's always news going on. We've got a commercial, news everywhere, social media. I mean, it's just hard to avoid it. But sometimes you can get caught up with different news or media um, topics. And sometimes it can cause people to really give a lot of emotional opinions. And especially where you have comments People leave comments and I, at times I go through the comments of like different media topics or reels or stories and I'm just intrigued by, you know, the comments and I guess how comfortable people really have become with being open to sharing like a diverse uh, plethora of content. And sometimes people, they can be just very blunt, straightforward, no filter at all, no chill. And I realized that, you know, as a believer, while it's easy for me to get caught up or easy for me to say whatever I want to, I realized that that is not, you know, who God called me to be, to just easily say, oh, you know, if a person, you know, is, has done something, you know, whether it's on TV or, you know, on social media, I know it's easy to attack a person or it's easy to just give commentary about different content. And I realized that a scripture in Colossians um, 3, which we actually explore, it really opened my eyes to a lot in terms of how we are to think and make sure that we are focusing our minds on, you know, what God calls us to. So, <clears throat> so we're going to jump right into the scripture because... I, ain't, I don't really want to talk too much, but I really want to just dive into scripture because this is where, um, ladies and gentlemen, we are really going to get some meat and potatoes. So, um, excuse me, not Corinthians, but Colossians. So Colossians chapter three. And I know don't read from Colossians because I have this King um, New King James Bible. 
so that way you know I'm not making this up. So Colossians 3, uh, we'll start at verse 1. But question I want to uh, ask, and as we go through the scripture, we'll answer that. And it's what should we be focused on? Because I just want to preface, it's nothing wrong with um, getting news from the media, but sometimes you can, the media can show like news or certain topics and it can distract you on that. And you may not see, okay, the house is burning or, you know, the car is about to crash, you know, somewhere. It's like your, your mind is over here, but you, it's hard to really see what's behind you because your eyes are, you only have two eyes. So when you're focused on, you know, what's going on to your left, it's hard to pinpoint what is, you know, really going on on the right or even up or down. It's just hard to do that. And I think in this scripture, it'll really help us to understand what we should focus on because sometimes it's good to have a refresher. So in Colossians chapter three, verse one, it starts out by saying, if then you were raised with Christ, meaning if you were a believer and you died in the, when you were baptized and you was raised with Christ when you came up um, from the water, from being baptized, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your minds, this is verse two, set your minds on things above, not on things on the earth. And so I just want to stop here. When I read that, it is it is saying for us to really think higher. Now, it's not to say that we just go around and we just start talking awkward. No, it's not calling us to do that. But it's really helping us to, when, when you're able to think beyond what is happening here on earth, you're able to put things into a lot of context. And to go on in verse three says, for you died, which means that you put off your old way of living, which was your sins, your transgressions, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Verse four, when Christ, who is our life, appeared, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Verse five says, therefore put to death your members which are on the earth. So what I'm about to read, these are the members, because I'm sure a person is asking, well, does that mean my limbs? No, it does not mean that. But what it does mean is when it says put to death, like cease to walk in any of these actions that are sinful. So it talks about the first one is fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. So this is a mouthful, but these are the members that God calls us, or essentially Paul, but God is speaking through him about putting to death on earth because you realize that to walk in any of these fornication, covetousness, uh, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, that is not setting your mind on things that are above, which are going to be helpful, you know, as we continue to walk day to day as believers. Because I can tell you that when we continue to walk and we continue to join in what the world is doing, you know, getting caught up in the media, 
it's easy to start allowing the ways to trickle in. And you have to realize that the enemy, the enemy does not come at you like full force all the time. Sometimes it could just be a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And if you take, it's kind of like eating. It's like if you if you eat one bite, it's like he's like, oh, I, I got a sample of this. Okay, it tastes pretty good. And it's like you keep coming back for more. And soon before you realize it, you didn't ate the whole container. And so you have to realize that, you know, the importance of putting to death these things because it's like a seed. Once it's once it gets planted, it's hard to cut it down because it can become resistant. But it is possible to, you know, get rid of it. But Paul here is saying that okay, now that you know what this is, put this to death. Okay, going on in verse six, it says, because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. So this is a great reason why you should put to death or not walk in any of these, which Paul highlights, because it basically says that if you don't stop doing these things, or at least put to death these things, then the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Now, delayed disobedience, partial obedience, disobedience self, it all <clears throat> equals disobedience. And from this scripture in verse six, it says the wrath of God. Now, when I see that, I know that I don't want to experience anything, not even a hint of the wrath of God. And I want you to have that same reverence because it's not going to be pretty at all. And the wrath of God is coming upon those who are disobedient because it says it here, but I don't want you to be that person and I'm not going to be that person. So, you know, the best thing for us to do is to really live out where verse five is saying to put off, you know, these things that are not going to be fruitful. Okay. Going on in verse eight and I'm not going to read a full chapter, but I do want to go down to verse 11. So in verse eight, it says, but now you yourselves are put off, you, your, you, excuse me, but now you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him where there is neither Jew, uh, Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all and in all. So it says a lot, uh, mouthful, but going back up to verse eight, where it says to put off and similar to verse five, where it says to put to death. And both of these, you could essentially say that they mean the same thing. But Paul actually goes further to say, put off anger. <clears throat> now, it was in another scripture where it says to be angry and do not sin. But here Paul is saying, just put it off. And it's not saying that it's anything wrong to have anger because we know that 
reading through Matthew, there was a, uh, a section where Jesus became upset that the people were exchanging uh, money and they were doing business in the temple, I believe, and overturned the tables. And that showed that he was upset and he was angry, but this was a godly anger because they were doing something that wasn't right. And so this type of anger that Paul is talking about is anger that, that is not leading to any fruitfulness at all. It's more so led by negativity. And also going on to talk about wrath, just having a, a emotional, just will to destroy malice, um, blasphemy. And with blasphemy, what, one thing that I've learned lately is people blaspheme a lot. And I'm not saying that I have never done it because I have unknowingly, but you can blaspheme by not really understanding the reverent or uh, the importance of God's name. Sometimes you may say, oh, Lord, and that's taking his name in vain, which is also blaspheming because you're using that name. And we are to use the name of Jesus as Jesus has caused us, called us to use it. Not just when, oh, a situation happened, we say, oh, Lord, or Jesus. And that's just not really having a lot of respect for his name. And so that can be a form of blaspheming, um, using Jesus' name in a joke where you're not really taking serious who Jesus really is, but you're just using his name. And we have to realize that this is what Paul is calling us to do. And some people may say, oh, I'm joking or, you know, I'm just kidding. But you have to realize that God does not care about his name. He did not care with Jesus on the cross. And so Jesus earned it. And so we have to, like a lot of people say, put or we... We don't have to put, we have to give respect because the, because his name already has respect there. We just have to walk in giving it versus just saying, well, you know, it's just a joke. This is what the Bible is calling us. And people, I don't make this up. I just read it. So going on, it says 50 language out of your mouth. And this goes in line with, you know, really thinking of things higher because when you think of what God has called us to do, switching over to First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18, it says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And so you realize that from that verse right there, that is actually what God is calling us to do. Now, it's other verses that actually... Uh, tell us or give us commands about what God wants us to do. But this one actually helps us to think, okay, if I am rejoicing, I don't have time to to walk uh, or to say anything filthy. Filthy. If I am giving thanks in all circumstances, I don't have time to be walking in wrath or malice or blaspheming the name of God or even walking in fornication. If I am praying um, in all circumstances, I know that God is going to meet me in my need, or at least he's going to help me <clears throat> when I really need him. Because if you were to say, okay, Lord, help me to walk in 
all of these things that you've called me to do. Help me to walk in love. Help me to walk in the fruit of the spirit, um, joy, peace, forbearance, patience, kindness. When you walk in those things, then you realize that there's not room for fornication to thrive or even for malice or wrath or bless um, the, the spirit of, of to blaspheme the name of God or even to just say something that's just unclean, you know, filthy. And so when you realize that you realize that as you are walking in the fruit of the spirit, there's not room for you to even walk in the these works that Paul is tell us to put to death. And so going on to verse 10, it says, and or verse nine, actually, it says, do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. And so this is sweet right here because it essentially says that why would you lie to one another? You know, to tell a story versus telling the truth. And it, when it talks about the old man, the old man is essentially a reference to your old nature because to be old means that's it's done with this. It's old. New means that this is fresh, okay? And so to, to walk in a new man, you know, like the scripture is saying, you are renewed in knowledge. And like I said today, if you are ready to be transformed in one thing that you have to be is renewed. And I don't make this up, people. This is all Bible. It says the new man is renewed in knowledge. And so you realize when you start to learn more, then that should help you to be a new person. And going back to Colossians, uh, going back to verse one, or verse two, it says, set your mind on things above. And the way that you do this is you really have to embrace that new man. You know, when you were, uh, died and were raised with Christ in baptism, he put on a new man. Now, it's not to say that, oh, you know, you just start to think, you know, like this perfect being. No, it, it takes steps. It takes practice. And I think that a lot of times we can get easily distracted going back to mainstream media, just anything in the world where it just distracts you. And I want to just ask you a question. And this is kind of like some homework, but in a typical day, are you able to get the goals that you've set completed? And if you are, what percentage is there? Are you able to get all your goals completed that you said you really want to do? You know, for example, you may say, hey, I really want to, I don't know, do some laundry. I want to work on this um, project for my side business or for my business. Um, it could be your, your main business. And you may say, oh, I just want to, you know, really spend like some one-on-one -on -one time with God or just some development time where it's like 30 minutes or an hour where I'm just you know, working on myself. I want to ask you, have you really done that in a typical day? And if you have, what percentage, meaning, you know, out of those things that you set as goals, how many of them do you complete? And 
also like how much time do you have to really develop yourself because that's going to be important it's hard to really grow it's hard to really develop it's hard to really make some solid moves in life when you're so distracted and i challenge you to really become focused you know like the scripture calls us to do set our minds on things above and that's you know to think about okay lord what should i be focused on you know when a lot of things happen in the news one thing that i was reminded of this week and i just want to share this with you before we close out is i really had thought about and i think this was holy spirit just showing it to me that uh with the things that happen at the oscars we all know what happened if you haven't i'm sure you can pull it up on social media and you'll find out as well as the wars that are occurring and then you also have just uh storms you know in the south that are um just kind of wiping out different homes and uh just uh doing a lot of damage but in the midst of those things it made me think okay so when people are focused on this what is being highlighted it made me think okay what <clears throat> what are the current issues it made me think about okay or it made me pray you know one for you know uh trafficking because we know that human trafficking or child trafficking it still exists we know that mass shootings they come out of nowhere but you know i prayed against that and it was just a lot of things that god was just showing me and that really helped me and i think that was more so like an obedience step and kind of going back to verse 2 of colossians 3 where it talks about setting our uh, minds on things above and for me to do that i had to really say okay i'm not going to focus on this that's easy to focus on but lord what should i be focused on and felt like in that moment god was showing me okay pray about these things and that really gave me a peace of mind because I was like, okay, I am not going to get caught up in what the media highlights, you know, because the media is very crafty. What it does is it can really take a topic and have everybody giving their input, even grandma and all of them. <laughs> but I was like, you know what, I'm not going to fall for that. You know, let's be transformed in our minds. Let's be renewed. We're not going to go with everybody else. We're going to go with, okay, Lord, what would you have us to do? And so, again, I want to challenge you with Colossians 3. And I read from verses 1 through verses 11. But reading the whole chapter, that is going to be a great experience. But from those verses, it's a lot that I could have um, digested. But I just wanted to share those verses because I think, you know, again, that it's going to help us to really stay focused. Sometimes it's very easy to get distracted, but we just got to stay focused. Stay focused on the goals that you've set and know that you can accomplish them. It's it's not hard at all. It does take consistency and it does take, you know, really breaking away from what's easily um, comfortable. But I can guarantee you because I've seen it in my own life. And again, I'm not going to tell you to do something that I am not already doing. And so, again, I can tell you that um, this is, it has great, um, great benefits, super, super benefits um, in terms of setting our minds above. You know, if God says it, 
I got to do it. And so I want you to do the, um, just be led to do the same thing as just walking in obedience. Okay. So that's all I had, family. Um, I hope that you enjoyed this segment. If you did, just give us a like, comment, or even share with someone that you know. Um, if you can share with one or more persons, that really speaks my heart. And um, I just thank you for doing that. So again, I pray that you were transformed by the segment. I told you, I told you that that that's my goal is always make sure that we can be transformed you know, from the inside out, because when we are, then, hey, we can do so much. And so, again, hope that you were uh, transformed by this segment. And I do want to have, I do have an announcement. So the end of this month, I believe that is the 30th, and I will be sharing more updates. But that is where I am going to do a live webinar. So it's not going to be exactly transformed or renewed, but this is actually going to be, uh, you know, what Raw Body is um, essentially about, which is bringing um, more just nutritional, um, nutrition, nutritional awareness, um, as well as just being able to for you to just incorporate some holistic um, practices in your life that can really help you achieve the goals that you want, and also allow you to just feel your best at all times. Trust me, I or and I'll ask the question. I'm sure that when you wake up every day, you want to feel your best. I'm raising my hand because I know I do. I don't want to ever wake up feeling a cold, coughing. <laughs> I don't want that. Uh-uh. I want to always wake up in my right mind, able to take the day on and just, you know, feeling great. So um, we're going to do that at the end of this month, April 30th or the last Saturday. And again, I'll be sending more updates, but I want to want you to put that in your calendar um, because again, it's going to be a full webinar. I'm going to be sharing a lot of content with you. It's not going to be boring at all. This is going to be very engaging and some information that I hope it, you can, you know, perhaps implement into your life and it can really help you to, you know, have a different um, perspective, mindset, as you are focusing on your nutrition, focusing on your health, um, because you know that's what I want to make sure that we can all do is walk in great health. And one way is by really doing it practically. And so again, want to make sure you put that date in your calendar, save the date, April 30th, and more details will be shared. And that's all, that's all I got. So hope you enjoy family and I will talk to you next time.